Yo. Um, you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah, yep. always. <laughs> <laughs> this I is just love, take yo. <laughs> this is, I take this notes. is love. Yeah, take notes. Even if it was on the lowest settings, you have such a deep voice. I do. It's so deep and rich. <laughs> Magic 106.7. <106. laughs> WB. What is it? WBUR. Mm-hmm. WBUR this FM Talk. This is NPR. This is NPR. God bless America. <laughs> We're watching 24. Oh my gosh. You I guys are watching 24 out. and you didn't tell me? Yes. That was <laughs> <laughs> Yo, catch up. We just started season three. We just started season three. So, bro, you have a day. Oh my gosh, man. Whenever so President Palmer speaks, I'm like, yes, I am American. I'm like, let's get man. this. Bro, <laughs> he was Obama before Obama. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wait, what season? Like, we are, we're Amazing. in the greatest country on earth. Yeah, on earth. Yeah, we're on. We just started season three, um, okay. so catch up, catch up. Start watching it. Catch up. Oh my gosh, oh, this show is so good. I already did a rewatch a year and a half ago. I, I practically oh, remember, memorized the series, but I'll rewatch from where you guys are. I'll start. If you three. want to, you were so upset. Like, oh, you didn't tell me. I'm like, go ahead, start watching it. <laughs> I'll be watching it from. Don't let, don't let, don't let me we're stop. We're trying you. to see if we can watch it in a day, like actual right, twenty four okay, hours. Okay, yeah, that, that's what we're trying to do. We're <laughs> oh. trying to follow like the twenty four hour. <laughs> I all that. Uh, I might just pick my favorite episodes <laughs> and just cheat because again, I've already watched this show three times, so I'm a super true. Oh, smart. That's probably a better way. So I'll cheat. W- see if we can go through what uh, Jack Bauer went through. <laughs> just like follow him, like because like I'm watching this thing and I have to remind myself like all of this stuff is happening in, in 24 one hours day, in real time in one day. So good. Yeah, it's oh my. I'm gosh, like, if so we good. ever do watch the, an episode in one day, we can only eat when Jack Bauer eats. Yo, that, okay. <laughs> so that's the other wow. thing too. It, it didn't register to me uh, until. Uh, at some point, Jack Bauer, he's arrested for something, and uh, he's in a holding room or whatever, and finally he's eating something. I'm like, we've never seen him eat <laughs> in season one until now, and it's like mo- like 80% of the day is over. And so, yeah, yeah, we- we're thinking about turning that into an adventure. Oh, wow. It's going to be uh, the, the uh, a- a- an immersive rewatch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, immersive only. Only issue with season two is, (laughs) I think the guy who played Jigsaw is the main villain of season two. Yeah, that's right. Yep, (laughs) yep. That was very deflating. Like when he finally showed up, I was like, "Wait, that's the dude that's been yeah, that's the guy (laughs) ruining Jack's day." Jigsaw, that's the guy. That's Voldemort. I mean. (laughs) For me, it was Kim. I'm like, how do you get kidnapped oh right and left, up and down, end Seriously. up in these crazy situations? Seriously, yeah. it's just mind boggling. Yeah, I I do not like Kim. I mean, the <laughs> terrorists like Jack needs to go and get a different get a new daughter. Point though, they were they they did not. Yeah, around. that's true. They were bombing buses. Dude. Crazy. I've never felt so patriotic <laughs> than watching the show. I'm like, yeah, like David Palmer. I'm like, you're not even a real president, and I want to vote for you. As many times as I right. can. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it's true. Do you remember in so season good. one where that young black kid was like accosting him? And he was just like, young man, 
we need to be better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be That's in the I'm garage. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I had, I had a, like a thug tear. I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if only you were real. You get choked <laughs> up. You get choked up. I seriously. Mm-hmm. The way he carries himself with class and decorum, and he's like, I'm like, this is a picture of Jesus right here. This is it. Like, yeah. this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, ugh. TV Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know least, it's real when Bert uses language like decorum. I've seen some episodes. So, okay. So my cousins, like where I was at before I uh, moved out to Quincy, they love 24. They are all in. So I've seen some episodes with them. So I've never like watched it like in sequence, like completely from like the the first season all the way to the end. But I've seen some episodes and even from there, I get tense and I'm just like, I'm, I just be like, I just be coming into it. Like they'd be doing their rewatch <laughs> and they're just like super into it and i'm just like yo that's crazy mm-hmm. oh no like anytime i'm introduced so, to somebody uh, new i'm like yo that person sus <laughs> that person that person's working against the government is either that or they're, they're gonna die oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 or they seem like an obstacle to jack but then eventually they're like you know what jack you're trying to do the right thing i'm gonna help you out but don't tell anybody i helped you there's also that yeah. too mm-hmm. That's how I felt about Almeida. I'm like, I hate you. You're right sus with yep. your soul patch. Get out of here. Yep. And then he won me over. I'm like, you're, you're yep. the man. You're the dude. Yep. Like, yeah. you need to run CTU. And yeah, yeah. And then he runs CTU. <laughs> I'm like, it's well deserved. Yeah. He's you, basically like the war machine of 24. Yep. If, yep. Kiefer, if, if Jack Bauer's Iron Man, he's war machine. My man, Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer. Wait, have you guys ever thought about watching the... Uh, all the cutscenes from the 24 video game. There's oh, a video no. game. There's an actual There's video game, video- and, it, and it looks that. it looks just like the show, like the the graphics, the presentation. I mean, granted, it is, it is PlayStation Two, but the, oh, wow. they, they, it looks like the oh, show. Oh, I definitely don't. That's I crazy. definitely don't know about this game. Then. Like you, like really? you, you're you're Jack Bauer, and you're moving around, so like. Yeah, you're you're like done. doing all the missions, and the clock is like on the left corner, and it's in real time. Oh, oh wow. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Wow. you gotta play that, and you have Can to solve puzzles. Yo, we need to get a PS2. To like the bombs, or you have to like, like the the person in the CTU that's on the computer. He that's like, like they give you hints. Like you know how games like action games they give you hints on how to do stuff. So it's like yep. the person mm. on the computer in the show is like telling you how to play the game. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm gonna see if my sister still has the PS2. I, I think feel like she sister definitely one. does. Somebody has it. Yeah, we're it. going to Gabby's place. If they didn't get rid of it, and the story for the game takes place between seasons two and seasons three. Wow! It literally is an entire storyline that they they that's canon to. It's to, in the three years. It's like that a we prequel don't see. for season three. Wow! wow. Huh? Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. There you oh go. Gosh, Y'all want to get that immersive? Uh, Yo, for real. Whole you could probably find it on YouTube. Like here. somebody just posted all the cutscenes. Doing a walkthrough. Oh, that'd be cool, actually. I'll watch a walkthrough. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I'll definitely watch a walkthrough. Oh, y'all don't want to play it. Y'all don't want to be <laughs> no, Jack no, Bauer no, 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 no. and just like <laughs> no, 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 no. that's gonna take like twelve need, hours or ten hours. <laughs> we need it. We need a test drive. It's twenty-four though. You said real time. I can make the time. You can make the time. That's true. Cool. Uh, how are we doing? Are we ready? We know 
know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin's. <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? <laughs> <laughs> we will not have dog. Alright, everybody, we got a curfew. By 9 o'clock, you're Odin's. <laughs> oh, Dang, can you edit that out? And now, this is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends Podcast. <laughs> We're now listening to Marvelous Friends. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 104 of the Marvelous Friends podcast. We are four friends with one mission. We are here to break down all things MCU and MCU related. And uh, if you've ever watched any of our shows or ever listened to our podcast, I said watched. Um, we are primarily a podcast, although we do have a YouTube channel. Come check it out. And uh but we we come together and we talk about um, Marvel, MCU, uh, Disney Plus, all of that stuff, and we we really share how we're we're feeling um, about our favorite characters and all that stuff. And so we're excited for this one. We're going to talk some more Moon Knight, Moon Knight, the new episode that just came out, and uh, we're excited about it. But before we begin, my name is Rob, and I am the host of this podcast, and I've brought a few of my friends with me. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian. What's good, everybody? <laughs> Um, uh, <coughs> oh yeah hey what's up guys i'm, I'm rinaldi uh Where's brian? here for for the podcast wait brian <laughs> wait you guys know about brian <laughs> he's uh oh no i, I did we well did he's we have not a, a he's fifth? not he nah he ain't gonna be on this episode it's rinaldi I'm, I'm oh on this man have to give Brian a uh, segment. All right. Well, it was great saying hi to Brian real quick. Um, and my <laughs> name is Elise. We'll be right back. In a world where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms, join Kimberly and Sheila as they review movies and TV shows for their podcast, Forever Fangirls. Tune in bi-weekly as we delve into the good, the bad, the cute, and explore different themes of each show we cover. Or you can listen to my wife do different voices. Anyway, darlings, Forever Fangirls is available on all major podcasting platforms or on our website, foreverfangirls.com. And I'm Stacy Ferguson, aka Fergie. Wow, it's the other way around. Stacy Ferguson. That's the other way. Wow. I don't know. I have big, girls don't, big girls don't cry. You are now uh, white or white passing. This what is, is Fergie anyway? Is she like white passing? I'm she sure la- she's full white. She Latina she just, or is she like just white? She's actually just like. Let me Google white. it. I think she's are, straight up white. We are not the marvelous friends anymore. We are the glorious people. glorious people and in this episode we will be talking about moon knight episode five come join the conversation we are excited about this one listeners thank you so much for joining this episode we are here to talk about moon knight episode five and um, 
we're just gonna get right into it. Um, brand new episode. Uh, at the at the time of this recording, um, it's a brand new episode. Uh, we released this a week late, and so, um, but honestly, a year from now, that's not gonna matter because you guys love um, our content and we love you uh, enjoying our content and supporting us. And so, thank you so much for that. Um, episode five, uh, we 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 get into some more chaotic confusion. Um, one thing, and I'll start the conversation with this, uh, normally the MCU has some very, uh, a lot of the heroes in the MCU, let me clarify, a lot of the heroes in the MCU seem to have daddy issues. This hero is different. This hero is very different. This hero has mommy issues and it's pretty severe. And did you guys catch that? What do you think about that? When I saw, um, I forget whose mom. Is it technically Mark's mom? It's yeah. Mark's mom. Mark, yes. It's confirmed Mark's that mom. Steven is a personality. He's not real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mark's mom bring out the belt. I was triggered. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, not the belt. A white mom bringing out the belt. That's, <laughs> that's a whole thing. And so I'm like, this is, like, serious. Like, I was a little, like, triggered, I guess. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it's it was weird, but also kind of refreshing to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would you guys you're talking about just the the reveal of mommy you know the the one that yes. steven affectionately just referred that. to in the first episode now we see who she really is that's what you're right yep yep just um, that whole thing i i don't know i i think i think this all could have been written better um i don't like the way this was written but I think the acting was great. I think the actress who played the mom was great. I think the kid playing child Mark and as a defense mechanism creating Steven, I thought he the kid did a good job of showing, you know, how Steven was created. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, it just seemed a little clunky and it, it took way mm-hmm. too long to really get through this storyline mm-hmm. i feel like we could have got through all of this in 10 to 15 minutes mm. instead this was like the mm. whole episode so mm. but i think the it was acted really well like i think everybody mm. even the dad did a good job of acting as conflicted and wanting to be supportive like i think that that's what, that's the positive i can say about it episode one steven uh talks very well about his mom and uh we see in this episode that uh one uh, spoilers for those who haven't seen the episode um Fergie's shaking her head and i'm inwardly shaking my head because uh, then why are you listening to this <laughs> unless um, you just really but, like us unless you really like us then please keep coming through excellent point yes keep great point um that's really the reason why people uh you know, keep getting spoiled. I get phone calls saying, why did you spoil it? And I say, well, don't listen to our podcast. And they respond with, but we love you guys. Um, <laughs> they do that time and time again. Um, no, they don't. I'm lying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, to, um, to your, to answer your question, Elise, um, yeah, just that whole reveal. Um, I just thought it was ironic that it's mommy issues as opposed to daddy issues, but just that reveal, um, that, uh, you know, the, the experience that Mark had growing up with his mom, and how that was revealed in this episode. Yeah, you know, um, I think that, um, you know, we had already somewhat theorized that 
you know, the multiple personality disorder derived from some sort of trauma, but the, to see that it was really, that was one, that was like the root of it. I thought that was like, well, I, I didn't really see that coming. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think too much about his parents and his upbringing so much. Um, but yeah, so that was like, actually like, oh, snap. And, um, kind of like what, uh, Fergie was talking about just the whole shock of like, oh, wow, mom's bringing out the belt or whatever. I just didn't expect to see that on a Disney Plus show. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow, okay. So so we're, we're, we're getting deep into it. And so I, I think that this is one of the strong suits of Disney Plus when they get into these sort of storylines that deal with some of the psychological stuff. You know, I think they're 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 doing pretty well with mm -hmm. content like that. So yeah, I, so I, I, I liked what I saw in the episode in general. For a Disney plus series, especially like this was actually kind of dark. Um, if you're using Disney's like holding up a mirror to Disney. Um, Cause I don't think I've ever seen a show where they kind of talk about like, um, I don't know if abuse is the right word for the situation or just like trapped childhood trauma in this light was pretty dark um mm -hmm. and it even got me thinking like wow we were worried about like jessica jones and daredevil being on disney plus but i think it shows that they can get dark just a little bit um in terms of like maybe more psychological but not like as physical i think fergie has i just want to credit fergie just i think that's a good mm -hmm. point in terms of like i think they it's they're capable of doing it and i think you know, them doing it with this episode proves it because I, you know, um, but my gripe is that, I don't know. I feel like it's not connecting back to, it feels like they're using this story of the childhood to avoid us seeing Mark struggle as a soldier and then as a mercenary, like, mm -hmm. and we didn't really get that. We didn't get, he kind of just said it to Steven. He said, yeah, I like had a mental breakdown and left the base mm. and I got dis d discharged from the military because of that. And I kind of wish we saw him have the mental breakdown as an mm -hmm. adult, you know, and I wish we saw him join the military. Yeah. Like, because I know someone personally who had, you know, family problems and a stepdad who was just very, um, just very difficult relationship with a stepdad with that was very, um, there was like no positive reinforcement. And so that motivated him to, to join the Marines. And so it would have been cool to see that whole all play out. And then the mental breakdown on the base Especially if he was talking as Steven while he's on doing his duties and other soldiers make fun of him. Mm. Like, yo, why are you talking like a British dude all of a sudden? It's like, what are you talking about? Oh, my name's Steven. Like, and maybe he gets into a fight and then maybe he runs off. And then when he tries to explain, he gets kicked out. Mm. And then now this other dude, this um, officer that he served with, he takes advantage of him and says, oh, well, let's go on this mission. And then everyone dies. Like, I just wish it, it played it, like, we got to see it play yeah. out, and we didn't spend so much time 
as much time with the mom. Mm. I feel like we could have got maybe two scenes with the mom. I, I didn't like the belt scene. <laughs> Mm. thought it was kind of goofy i was like where's the dad like what the heck is he doing Mm. um i thought i thought the alcohol scene was better when she showed up drunk i thought that was more effective Mm. you know um than the actual because i felt like with the alcohol scene it was like because she she wasn't there for the other birthday celebration Mm. And there's this tension of like, yo, what's going on? And then she shows up and you're like, whoa, she's like super drunk. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more shocking to me seeing her sit down at the table and around a kid mm-hmm. with with the alcohol right. out than the belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Dang. No, I, that's just me. I think. Um, well, yeah, Ronaldo, you just said a whole lot right there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how you know you're a writer because I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, why didn't we get to see his mental breakdown as a. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mercenary and on the army base. Cause I'm like, you're right. That is a little bit more compelling. There is something to be said for childhood trauma, but like it, it almost feels like an Ogie Doug where it's like, okay, we're going to give you the, the more easy story to tell or something that like, um, I don't know, is like important, but maybe not in the grand scheme of things. Um, mm. doesn't really tell a complete yeah. story. I have a question. Um, when, when Mark is referring to the mental breakdown, because in this episode, we, we see a little bit of uh, um, context. We see Mark's backstory a little bit. Um, I mean, no, we see a lot of his backstory. Let me correct myself. But the backstory I'm specifically referring to is when he was a mercenary and he met Khonshu for the first time. When Mark says that he had a mental breakdown, was that what he was referring to? Referring to what? The Khonshu yes. thing? Like because no, he was going to kill himself. He was a soldier on a base, and he left the base Got because it. of a mental Got breakdown, it. Okay. and didn't know where he Got was. It. Because remember the funeral with the mom? Yep. That that was the same thing. Like he he switches, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, where? Yep. Well, how did I end up here?" Mm-hmm. And so he probably he based on what he explained to Stephen, he did the same thing when he was in the army, and in the army, you can't leave your your post. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot do that. Yeah. Based on maybe, I think the army right now is better with mental illness, but probably back then in the past, they weren't. And so they probably didn't care that he left because of his mental breakdown Uh and they kicked him out. So I only ask because I think the way, you know, we talk about the scene with, uh, you know, the mom grabbing the belt and then with, you know, the birthday and the mom's not there. She's upstairs. She doesn't want to come down. And then we got. The following scene where she is at the next birthday, but she's got alcohol and she's drunk and all that. I think the way, I mean, I think the scenes were executed pretty well, but the way you really want to drive that home, Rinaldi, to your point, um, because I think you got a lot of great ideas in what you said. I think, you know, what was it? Episode, was it episode, the end of episode two, when we, when, uh, Steven is 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 tucked away and it's Mark like for the first oh, time you mean when when Mark is able to retake control? yes yeah yeah that was the end of episode two right I think episode three should have started with that backstory that you just said Ronaldo uh-huh. I think mm. episode three should have started with yeah that. um we don't need to see so him. instead of so instead of Mark explaining 
his time in the army. We need to see it to Stephen. We see it in the beginning of episode yes. three. Yes, and we okay. might. Yeah, and sense. we might not need to see him being enlisted in the army and see that we don't need to see all that because we've already been told that he's in the army. All right, cool, we get it. But now, because you have scenes later on, I think. But I think the thing is, is that he went to to the army. Because he felt like his dad failed him. Okay. And and you can do that in a, in a 30 second thing. You can literally have that conversation he had with his dad. And then the next scene, he just signs the papers in front of a recruitment officer. And then the next scene is him on the base and he has the breakdown. You can and, do all that in like three in minutes. Episode, in minutes. episode five, when he's uh, a young adult and he's walking away from his dad. Are we are we yeah. to assume that he's on his way to be enlisted? Yeah, that's what we can yeah. assume. Um, but I don't know how clear they made that. But that's what I assume. Okay, because I didn't I, I didn't assume that until now. I think now. you can make that assumption because, like, I don't know. When I see a young guy with a duffel bag, yeah. I'm either like, okay, college or army or like just like a new life stage. Uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, so honestly, but he told Stephen specifically he went to the army though. Who told Stephen? That's the thing. Mark. Mark talked to Stephen and explained. Right. This is why I was well, frustrated because well, I wish they just showed it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Mark is just he's because because this this the scene where Mark is talking to Stephen, he's trying to explain everything really fast so that Stephen doesn't learn mm-hmm. more. Right. And so it's really kind of tricky to follow it uh-huh. all because Mark is in a very emotionally vulnerable state. Right. So I think it might have been better to see him. To make it very clear that okay, he is enlisting. Yeah, I think because um, this show is jumping around the way it is. Um, yeah, I think because some of the things I think the scene where he walk where he's walking away from his dad with the duffel bag, I think just adding some more detail to that can communicate. All right, that's the moment where he's on his way to the army, and I think it was placed perfectly given his his I his see. the story there. But I still think to your point, Rinaldi. That we do need to see that mental breakdown and we need to see that in episode three. Because I was thinking when episode two ended, I'm like, okay, we're going to see Mark's backstory. And we never got that until now. Yeah. And so I I feel like if we saw that, like the first 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, we see something, a little bit of context to Mark. And you can literally just place us in there. Like you don't have to work us up to it. You don't have to do all that. Just place us in there. That's my biggest gripe with these six episode stories because I'm like it like chronologically it makes sense to have the third episode be a backstory episode but they Mm -hmm. always push it to the fifth episode and then I think the sixth is always rushed yeah and for me um, even though this episode had really good elements of storytelling I think that it was disjointed if you think about the season so far as a whole. Mm And it also reminded me a lot of episode five of Loki with like mm. just the cloud in the sky and all of this like backstory and emotional moments. And so I was kind of pulled out of it a little bit, which mm. stinks because I'm actually enjoying this mm-hmm. this series. Oh, I just wanted to add real yeah. quick. It also had the two quote unquote protagonists talking Yep. and explaining stuff to each other, <laughs> like clearing the air. Right. Like you had Bucky and Falcon. Oh, true. Or Sam Wilson clearing the air in that field in the fifth episode. That's so true. You know, you had the blanket where Loki <laughs> and Sylvie what was, clearing the what air. What was their blanket? 
Oh my god. Yeah, and then WandaVision, you had Vision and the vision. The, the, vision? the vision that we care about, not the <laughs> weird, evil vision. <laughs> yeah, we had Vishon and well, technically they did that in the last yeah. episode. But he's no, he's always been They broke the but the other ones, it's almost like the second to last episode, right. the two main characters have this little sit down. And we get it here in Moon Knight with Steven and Mark. They have this little like come to the to the table to to, to spill the beans. Mm-hmm. Tete a tete. Oh, um, how did you feel about this episode overall? I, I, it's we were five episodes in Fergie, and you've liked this show so far. Do you feel like this episode? Do you feel like this this show so far has better episodes than this one? I, I don't know. I think I really like the first episode because I'm like, ooh, mystery, like what's going to happen next? And as things unfold, I'm like a little more disappointed, mm-hmm. but it's still like great visuals and, mm-hmm. you know, it's something different. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think, again, this episode was good. I just don't know. It just, it fits weird with the other episodes. Yeah. If that answers your question. Yeah, it is definitely a different episode when you sit it with all the other episodes for me um this is probably my second favorite episode wow yeah because all the other episodes (laughs) the things that i was looking for just was not delivered and so when you have this episode now don't get me wrong there are things in this episode that i'm just like ah we got the hippopotamus i didn't like that um it was okay but i'm just like i'm not I don't care about what's going on here with the with the hippopotamus um with Tarawet. I, I found it interesting, but it felt disconnected right. from right. the story. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. Well, I'm a history major, so maybe I'm cheating. Um I remember taking a class on like a- ancient Egypt when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So it was all interesting. I was kinda like Stephen, like, oh brilliant, mm-hmm. like intriguing. But at the same time I'm like, yo, what does this have to do with Mark trying to stop Harry. Right. right. <laughs> um, so there were there were parts that just like kind of like what you said, Rinaldi, that I felt like just didn't it didn't fit with the overall story that they were trying to tell in this episode. Um, yeah. But if I'm just talking about the story and the mental, you're taking on a mental journey in this episode, which is probably why yeah. I like it so much. Just with these two characters talking to each other. Stephen trying to unfold all the secrets that Mark holds back from him, and then them jumping back and forth in the presence of Dr. Harrow. All of that, like I thought that that was brilliantly done. It's the stuff that's in between, the the rushing and the the some of the CGI stuff. Some of the visuals were great, but then some of the CGI figures, like the hippopotamus or or some of the sand dead people, or whatever. Like I don't know. I there's parts that I'm just like. You didn't like the CGI? Uh, the 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 CGI as a backdrop I thought was beautiful. But CGI objects or CGI figures like the hippopotamus, um uh some of the some of the sand dead people, um We'll be right back. 
Are you tired of leaving the theater disappointed? Do you love dissecting all the best and worst of what Hollywood has to offer? Getting the rundown on what to see and what to avoid at all costs. Join Michael Pishinary, host of the Movies Worth Seeing podcast. Michael reviews all the trending Hollywood films and gives you the inside scoop. The inside scoop. So you'll never leave the theater disappointed again. Check out Movies Worth Seeing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. I think the CGI was really bad when the hippopotamus like reached for their hearts. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like it just seems out of place. Everything else fits background wise. Even the really? boat. I thought everything else fit. It's just the characters. I thought the hippopotamus that... was good. So it looked no, it good. Looked, I, I didn't think say the it, only so, issue so, is when she's so, oh, so I didn't say it looked bad. I didn't say it looked bad. Right. Um just I don't, out of place. Just it feels out of place in the overall. So cause like, all right. I think this would I yeah, I don't feel that way at all. If you look at but now go ahead. If you look at the story that we're being told with uh, multiple personality disorder, childhood trauma, yeah, um, you know, you have a young Mark who we don't see it happen, but him and his brother went into a cave. His brother died, did not come back, and Mark's mom blames him for that, right? Um, yeah and beats him and you know basically disowns him and just it's a whole thing even in front of everybody at the funeral like you have all that um then you have the the die the back and forth between mark and steven then you have just like all of those elements with real people feels like one show but then when you add cgi monsters and figures and gods and everything it feels like a different show to get to our feet, clap our hands, throw roses, and get this actor an Emmy. Wow. I was, I'll be honest, Ronaldi, I had no idea where you were going with that. Not going to lie to you. You caught us all off guard. You don't remember that? But I agree. The late, great Black Panther, he said, get I, this man I, I only followed it because of the accent, but then like what you were saying, I'm like, wait, huh? But then we got you. We're with you, bro. We're with you. Yeah, yeah. No, get, get him this an man an Emmy or an, an now. Emmy. Yeah, an EGOT <laughs> immediately. <laughs> get him an EGOT. <laughs> Emmy voting. Who? What's the name of the people that vote for the Emmys? I don't know. The Academy, the, 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 the board, or whatever. That's the Oscars. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Whoever's in charge of the Emmys, man, get this. Get Oscar Isaac an Emmy, man. That that's that's all I have mm-hmm. to say, man. This man. Carry, is carrying this yep. show on his back. I think Robert Downey Jr. is having a thug uh, too because mm-hmm. you know he's carried some problematic storylines on his back. And not that I don't think Oscar uh, Moon Knight is a big problem. It's had it has little problems, but but I mean this is Disney Plus, man. Mm-hmm. This is like you know, shoot, I, you know Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin oh. was you know he was he was trying his best, man, but. Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac is he's overcoming mm-hmm. it the Disney Plus. Mm. We can't forget our other white king Ethan Hawke. He's doing pretty well he too. He is too. Oh, that's the other thing I mentioned. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I He's definitely doing a good I job. I noticed I No disrespect to right. Ethan. No, no, no. I, absolutely. So, another thing that that I uh while we were watching this today, 
um, something that I noticed. I'm like, this is like Oscar Isaac's not the only one playing more than one character. It's also Ethan Hawke. And I thought, and I thought he was doing an excellent job, like playing Arthur Harrow and then Doctor Harrow. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I was like, when when they were kind of going through memory lane, and you know, Stephen is getting information, you know, about um, Mark's memories and just realizing that he was he was just made up as a, basically a coping mechanism just that whole journey and and when he would just oh man the scene that really got me was when um you know you got Steven with Dr. Harrow and then um you know uh Harrow's talking about oh I'm going to call your mom that when he like when he was like oh no don't do that or whatever and then he find, he's like oh it's it, it's your mom and then he just breaks down the tears i was like yo mm-hmm. this man Mm-hmm. beautiful that was just yeah so the emotion that he evoked in those scenes like yeah mm-hmm. it was great yeah so i think yeah he's killing it um yeah i think it, it this um the quality of this show is due greatly to you know just his ability as well as ethan hawk so yeah everybody's doing a really great job the casting is uh mm-hmm. is great it's it's so funny watching those scenes because in my head I'm like you're Arthur Harrow, and it's hard for me to take you genuinely mm. and think that you're sincere. You know it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, so I want to ask you guys uh, on a similar note. So what do we make about everything going on since episode four and going into episode five? Because episode four ends and they're in the psych ward, right? And even within the psych ward, every time uh, Mark is drugged up or Steven, whichever is in the room at the time, every time he's drugged up, they go in, they go deeper into the psych ward, you know, Um, and they start seeing things and experiencing things. And, and so, and then even that where they are, they're only there because uh, Steven got shot. Right, so like this, this whole level yeah. of like just, just deep psychological. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Just the psychological depth that we're going into this. Any thoughts that you guys have on how Disney Plus is uh, executing this? I have one. Just kind of hearing all hearing you guys talk about what you like and kind of what could have been tweaked. I feel like I wish this episode and the last episode were one because I think. Um, there were some really great points again in episode four, but it felt just kind of long and dragged out, dragged out, drug out, dragged, drug, drugged, yeah. dragged, dragged out. out. Okay. Drugged out. <laughs> drugged out. <laughs> the last episode four was drugged out. It was, it yeah. was out of his mind. <laughs> it was, it was on shrooms. Wait, by an orderly <laughs> in a cycle. Seriously, there it is. There's <laughs> oh, that tie. There's the tie in. Um, so yeah, it just felt long. So I kind of wish this was maybe either like four and five combined a little bit. Or even, I wonder if this would be successful, but if you take episode five and chop it up and almost kind of inject it in the first four episodes. So it's like this constant cycle of like, you have the mental institution and you have this psychosis, but I'm like, maybe that's too messy, but one one or the other. (laughs) It would take a highly skilled writer. We're we're looking at one. (laughs) <laughs> but I've seen it done. I've seen it like um, Inception mm-hmm. by Christopher Nolan did stuff like mm-hmm. that. They flipped 
between the past and the present in and then like fears about the future Mm -hmm. all within like a dream within a dream within a dream but that's that's christopher yeah yeah he's uh how many people can do that that's like west world type of writing and that's like serious engineering yep that's he's that you gotta that man thinks inside out upside down and backwards (laughs) like that i think also too um it's all poetry (laughs) if you're thinking about it in poetry then it guides your writing but also, we're looking at a writer. It does. Fergie has the the vision. Rinaldi, we're gonna not we. Uh, Marvel's gonna hire you to write this. <laughs> I hope so, man. I could use the money. <laughs> we, For real. Yo, every they're already but, um, they're gonna run out of act, nah, be, actors to hire. It would be fun to try to play around with this idea. Maybe if I had free time, I might try to see. Oh, could I write rewrite this the way Fergie mm. is thinking about? I might do that. I don't know. I like to write fan fiction with Marvel characters, so. That might be something I try when I have some free time. Or you know what, Rinaldi? It might even um, play better um, in written form than visually. Because mm-hmm. I think maybe you can like really get into the characters' minds and just play around with a lot. Whereas you have to kind of explain and show and describe visually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's a reason why TV and film is done by a large team. Mm-hmm. And writing is like okay. Yeah. There's a writer, an editor, and then a publisher. That's yep. it. It's not. It's a very small team of people mm-hmm. for a book, as opposed to a movie or a TV show. I think to answer your question directly, Rob, I think that's this. All this stuff was good, but I don't. I still don't understand why we had to spend a whole episode on it. Unless, again, Disney Plus. They okay. This is a heavy topic. Um, familial abuse and depression and grief and all this stuff we need to kind of be gentle with the audience let's have a whole episode Mm -hmm. honestly for me i'm okay with them spending an episode i'm just but i'm not okay with them spending an episode in a six episode like series (laughs) yep so it's like so for me i actually like this episode and i thought it was fine and i like the depth um but it's just like you you need they needed to cut it short if they were just gonna have six episodes or like uh rob like you were saying you know get into some of this stuff like Mm -hmm. on episode three you know what i mean so it's just like they they can suffer from mm-hmm. a pacing issue trying to space all this out for something that's only six episodes long. And I was looking for the end credit. Doesn't even mm-hmm. have an end credit scene mm-hmm. like some of the other series. So I'm just like, what are we... Mm-hmm. I don't know what episode six is going to mm-hmm. look like. Hopefully it's satisfactory, but... Um, Speaking of that... Yeah. I um, Where is Jake? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, or is there even a Jake? I mean, are we even going to yeah. see Jake in the series? Like, no, there's I mean, got to be a Jake. There's got to be some somebody because you're not going to sit here and tell me that Mark, who was in some of those fighting scenes, was iffy that he was responsible for all them dead people that we saw in they the episode. They both denied it. I That's just true. don't. They both true. denied it. They both denied that they yeah. killed anybody. And so there's definitely a third personality. Um... And there's also the sarcophagus that did they, that that they didn't open. Yeah. Right. So Jake is somewhere in there. Right. Um, 
I just don't know if we're going to see him in this series because we got one episode left. All I know is that this last episode has to be at least an hour. Yeah. All right. So my here's my theory. I think Jake's going to be in the last episode because Steven is dead or detached from his soul. Like literally, I I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark can remember Steven, but psychologically cannot become Steven because he was in this um kind of other like cos uh, mystical or religious ex- plane of existence. Mm-hmm. He was in this kind of afterlife. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the, I guess, spiritual nature of the place, I don't think his body can bring out Stephen anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Stephen is gone. I think he can remember Stephen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Spider-Man No Way mm-hmm. Home. But I don't, think he, I don't think he can be, like, be Stephen. Right. So I think that's going to allow Jake to, be, to replace Stephen mm-hmm. and be a big mm-hmm. focal point of this last episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get a flashback to Jake agreeing with Officer Bushman mm. to betray everybody, including Layla's father. I think Jake oh. was the one that betrayed everybody. And I think the reason why he's still Mark is still alive when he gets to the Conchu statue is because Bushman just said, he, I think Bushman is conflicted about killing Mark mm-hmm. because Mark agreed to betray everyone with bushman right. wow and then at the last second he lied to bushman so maybe bushman out of some sense of loyalty or like ah, i'm not gonna shoot you i'll just leave you to die mm-hmm. that's that's my theory that's too good of a theory for I it to say, show up on screen they're gonna like listen, water that down so much listen <laughs> uh uh i think we give uh marvel and disney plus too much credit yeah and uh, we expect a little too much out of them. Uh, um, I know, but it would connect back to Layla because she's barely right. mentioned in this. Episode. That's true. That's true. So it would make sense for Mark to find Layla to confess that I'm responsible, but he's not sure how responsible mm-hmm. he is because he doesn't he doesn't know if it's he's still trying to make sense of it. And then you know they become you know a married couple. They spend time together and whatever. But it would at least it would fill that missing gap of like, well, why does he feel so guilty about this whole situation with the dad? Well, maybe if he had originally agreed to betray the dad and then changed his mind when he became Mark. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.